I was turning it over to uh, the chit chat shows this morning to see if they're still talking about court storming. I assume they are, right? This is a topic that definitely needs 48 straight hours in the news cycle. I saw Jay Billis talking about it again this morning. Is he, was he really? And it's like, Did oh. Did he walk back anything yesterday from yesterday? Because he got crushed over that. I don't think so. So Jay Billis went on the television yesterday. Jay Billis, who is a major voice in college basketball. One of the first to ever say, hey, I don't think the NCAA knows what it's doing. And then arguably maybe goes a little bit too hard in the paint in that category sometimes. Um, but yes, was definitely on the forefront of that. He went on the he went on my TV yesterday and he said that it's really easy how to fix court storming. Here's what you do. You let them all storm the court, and then one by one as they're walking off, you arrest them like it's a DUI checkpoint. <laughs> Which, honestly, does does nothing because you're still, you're not, still storming the court. No. And then you have police chasing college the students throughout the bowels of an arena. The means of a potential injury are still... Mm-hmm. Still there. So, a lot going on in that conversation from yesterday. Um, and so, buried in this is is a couple different things. Number one, there was, of course, Kyle Filipowski, who was the man who was injured walking off of the floor in the Duke-Wake Forest game over the weekend. And he was getting carried back to the locker room with his te- with, by his teammates. And uh, people were saying vulgar things to them and... They said vulgar things back from what it looked like. Maybe not Phil Pauski himself, but the people who uh, were helping escort him off the floor. Um, and the other thing that happened yesterday, by the way, outside of Phil Pauski, was like the uh, people taking the screenshots of the Creighton game and how well they did it with the security, oh. which is honestly the greatest answer that you could get. Did you see what Creighton did for the UConn game? They like walled off the UConn bench. They let everybody storm the court and they just walled off the UConn bench. And the great thing this about the setup at the CHI is that their tunnel is literally right next to their bench. Yeah. So this is the problem with other places. The tunnel is in different locations. Um, horribly built arenas is well, the I mean, real problem. PBA, I don't know if you'd say it's a horribly built arena, but at, at PBA, the the visiting team doesn't – you couldn't go further. You go from one corner, complete cross to the other one. Yeah. Um, in order to get off the floor. So you have that. It would be really difficult to usher those guys out of the arena if um, if there was a court storming. But on Filipowski, there was a story written about his health yesterday. And here's a, uh, here's a paragraph or two. Duke center Kyle Filipowski avoided major injury but was still, quote, a little bit sore on Monday, two days after a collision with a fan left him hobbled during a court storming incident. The incident left Filipowski sporting a bag of ice on his right knee after banging into a leg of a fan that ran into him over by midcourt. And so there was all this conversation yesterday. Man, guys are going to get hurt. And finally, you know, we got a star of our game, and he's like seriously injured now. He's limping off the floor when he just banged into a knee of a guy, and nothing is like maybe what we should have been talking about is uh, Kyle Filipowski just milking this the entire thing. By the way, banging knees, not 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 fun. Right. But fleeting. A Duke player lying about their standing <laughs> to gain national sympathy. Never heard that one before. And guess what? 
out of all the conversation with court storming from last night, we had another court storming. <gasps> yes, we did. It didn't stop the people at, I'm trying to find out where the school of Mississippi Valley State is located. Um, we'll get to that in a second because I think we got our guest on oh, Itabena, Mississippi. Court storming happened there. The call was electric. Uh, we will get to it here on the other side of this as we try to uh, wrangle in our conversation here a little bit. All right. Um, so um, we'll see if we're able to get them on the line here. But, by the way, we got some other stuff coming up on the show today. Um, Alan Bell, Tom Chattel, uh, Jacob Bigelow will all join. Oh, it's not our guest. Okay, very good. Hang on one second. Let's play this call, Josh. Um, here's what happened at Mississippi Valley State in Itabena, Mississippi last night with the Delta Devils 0-26 on the air. 0-26 going into last night. Could they finally get their first win? We'll let them call it for you. And Andre, that's game! And that will be game! And that will be game! That's not for the first win! First win. Oh, we saw him the court! And we saw him the court! We saw him the court! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's a complex pick! That's a devil pick up their first win! That's a devil pick up their first win! Shout out, Coach Ivory! And the Delta Devils with him. Bruce, 1-27, 1-14. In a swag! What are you saying? The Mississippi Valley Delta Devils are currently on a one-game winning streak. With that game, the Prairie View Panthers will fall to 10 and 16, 5 and 10 to Swank. The Mississippi Valley Delta Devils will improve to 1 and 27. What a senior night. 1 and 14 to Swank. Let's go! No one other than Raekwon Brown. Raekwon Brown. Why, thank you, my guy. Host of Delta Devils. Double features tonight, and everyone just contributed to this win. And big shout out, AD Hakeem McClellan. Big shout out, Kyle, Rabbit Play Production. Big shout out to Pico. Shout out to JR behind the camera. Shout out to everybody who's a part of this production company. Shout out to Andre Williams, my partner, my business partner. Big shout out to, <laughs> big shout out to Coach Ivory. Big shout out to the Swag. Big shout out, MVSUV Club. There you go. There you go. That's how it sounded last night. What a roller coaster of emotions for me. <laughs> As someone who had not heard that clip before, I thought it was just two people talking like, like, oh, no. like, like a Twitch stream of the game or something. It's two people who live and breathe Mississippi Valley State basketball. And then it cuts to the sideline and, and it shows the, uh, I'm going to guess they are students at Mississippi Valley State. They might even be like managers on the team, uh -huh. you know, because yeah. they were wearing, yeah, they were wearing, you know, Mississippi Valley State polos and that whole deal. I'm excited that they're excited. I'm really happy something. for them. Yeah. I'm really happy for them. And guess what? Everyone, you know what people want to do? They want to arrest the people that stormed the court. No. We want to get rid of that college basketball. And the, the in this instance, the court storming itself is actually very, very calm. They came out there. Well, for there about, wasn't that many people there. They, well, sure. <laughs> they, I mean, the first win of the year. Uh, they they had about twelve uh, people walk <laughs> walk onto the court. Mississippi Valley State uh, three games left in their regular season, trying to get uh, elusive win number two against Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Alcorn State, or Jackson State. One in twenty-seven on the year. The worst. I'm just looking at their Kempom page for fun here. Poisoning the water. Uh, their offense is rated last in adjusted efficiency. 
Seventh to last defensive adjusted efficiency. Those numbers are biased. This is by far the worst team in the country. And they got a win last night, and their fans stormed the court. Uh, Bernie, I remember this on uh, Bernie from Twitter. He says, in the old MVC days, the uh, Delta Devils were a frequent opponent on Creighton's schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year, T. Scott Marr had to apologize to the fans after a Justin Haynes dunk. Nice. There's some good names thrown in there. Uh, Mississippi Valley State has been on Nebraska's schedule twice in the last 10 years. They've, they've popped up a little bit. And I remember the – I believe it was the year that Nebraska – um, you know, they won the 22 games and they didn't get into the NCAA tournament and they had played Mississippi Valley state or maybe it's like Delaware state, but whatever it was, they had to play one of the worst teams in the country. And part of the conversation was that because they played them and they, because they were so horrid and their metrics were so bad that it, even though they beat them by 50 or whatever, they drug them down just for being associated with them. Just for playing with them, <laughs> which I think is hilarious, and it's probably a flaw in a little bit how the metrics work as well. As uh, there was the conversation started on Twitter yesterday by our blind resumes. Uh, let's take a phone call here from Patrick on the forty-two degrees of source hotline. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, guys, you touched on this briefly, but all of these arenas have four points of egress, and for the life of me, I can't understand. 25 people, the whoever's losing in this court storming, how we can't get them off the court safely. And every time you watch, with the exception of Creighton, who did it right, which pains me to say as a Husker fan, um, we, we can't – why do we got to drag them across the court with the team or with all the people? Like, take them out of the side, wall it off, get them out of there safely. But I for the life of me, I don't understand why event management – doesn't see it coming, and can't have a protocol in place to say, hey, there's a court storming. The team doesn't go out the normal way. We'll take them out this way. If everybody's going left, we're going to go right. It it boggles my mind. Thanks for the call, Patrick. For the record here, I I think um, Nebraska has actually done pretty well. I know there was the the comment with Painter, um, but from – I think that was way overdone, by the way, when he talked about it in the post game. And he was, I think he was talking about court storming in general and not pointing out Nebraska and the things that they were or were not doing. In fact, I know that he made contact with Nebraska's event management team and said, Hey, good, you, you guys did a good job. Like he was, he was grateful for that. Um, so they, they didn't, from what it sounds like, from what Trev said, and I think he was quoted in the ESPN article over the last couple of days, and they're, they didn't have a real set plan for that for that game because it was the first court storming of the year. And then when they, by the time they beat Wisconsin and by the time the women beat Iowa, they had a really good plan in place with extra security and, and stuff like that. I, I didn't pay attention exactly to where they, you know, where the visiting team went during those latter two court stormings. Um, but yeah, it, the problem with moving them out of the tunnel, if we're specifically talking about PBA here, the problem with moving them out of the tunnel um, that's directly next to their bench is that's a public tunnel. Yeah. The four tunnels at the CHI are all quote unquote private tunnels. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they don't, fans don't have access to the tunnels. The, the first tunnel, um, it would be the south 
East Tunnel, the one that's right there when you come in the front doors. Uh, that's a public area, so people can come in and out of there all day. So you and, and there's only, well, there, the other three are quote unquote private or you know uh, closed or whatever you might call, and they only have access. The people in the building only have access to that. Um, so you can move them out a closer one. That's fine. For for the record, I I, I think Nebraska's done a absolutely fine job at this, um, and I think most schools now are going to get to the spot where they have a plan in place. Maybe they've seen, you know, what Creighton is able to do. Maybe they change up the access to the tunnels, um, the VOMs, as they call them in arena talk. Whoa. The, the vomitoriums, yes. They, that's Vomitorium? Uh, yeah. Like vomitorium? Vom. Vomit. Vama. Vomitorium. Oh, okay. Vomitorium. Vom. Oh, and no, it is vomit. Vom- okay. Yeah, vomit. What an odd root word to use. Whatever. It's a vom. They call it the voms. <laughs> and maybe they change up the access to those things. But like I said, I mean, either way, you're going to have fans closely interacting with players if you're keeping the court storming going. So you're always walking a little bit of a tightrope in that situation. And it just so happened we've had two things this year where a person got ran into and another person banged a knee with another mm-hmm. person. Like, I honestly still don't think it's that big of a deal. I find it amazing that we're talking about it 48 hours later after it happening over the weekend. Well, but I suppose I have the ability to not talk about it. Perfect storm of crap here. Nothing else going on. Uh, sure, definitely. It, it happened to Duke. Yep. And a Duke alum is And Caitlin Clark. And Caitlin Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you see what you see Jay Billis Oh, a Duke guy got hurt. I got to get on there and protect Absolutely. protect the the uh, what's what's the shield for? No, nah, that's, that's a good point. No, uh, that's, a, that's a good point. More on vomitorium. The Latin word vomitorium derives from the verb vamo to spew forth. That's what the vom is. <laughs> you are the people are spewing forth. Also, I like when they talk about ingress and egress. Oh, yeah, yeah. You hear Trev talking about that all the time. Points of egress. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just sound smart when you're saying that. Well, I know arena talk. I speak arena. I am of arena. You are. I am in arena all of a them. lot. <laughs> I am always in arena. You are. So I know what access everybody has to which VOM in all of our various arenas in this state. You want to ask me about VOMs? I got you. I'm the preeminent source on VOMs. Wow, this is big. This is big vom talk. I'm I'm naming myself this, Josh, but I think it's true. Okay. The preeminent source on voms. All right, uh, coming back. Let's talk. So we'll talk to Alan Bell at the bottom of the hour. Um, let's talk ceilings, floors, and expectations. We'll do it with Creighton. We'll do it with Nebraska. What are your? I I this is the one I stuttered on the most. What are your expectations for Nebraska basketball? as it pertains to what happens in the next two or three weeks, or three or four weeks. What are your, I, I think I have a ceiling. I think I have a floor. Ooh. I want to know what you think is going to happen. Like expectations. What are you expecting based on the 28 games Nebraska's played so far? Mm-hmm. We'll answer that question and more coming back on 1620 The Zone.